Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Beck. And this is DVD Clutter. Well, welcome back. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. Not really, it's very cold here. It is extremely cold in Melbourne. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to talk about this film. Yes. Uh, for those of you who have listened before, or maybe listening for the first time, we're a show called DVD Clutter that mixes DVDs with decluttering. As cleverly suggested in our title. Yes. In the name. Yep. It's all there. It's all there. <laughs> Uh, every week we watch a film from our DVD collections, we discuss it, we analyse it, and then we decide what its future will be. Yep, it can either be kept, if it's very important and obviously still a good film. Yep. Um, it might be given away to, you know, the op shop for future generations to enjoy. Yeah, or to, or to anyone. Or to anyone. Or anyone, yeah. yeah, that's true. Or if it's uh, so terrible that no one else should ever see this film ever again, it'll go into the recycling bin at Officeworks. <laughs> yes, that's that's the show. <laughs> and this week we are looking at a film that is inspired by your recent trip to Japan. That's right. Um, I asked Paul if he had any uh, Japanese films, and obviously he did. Mm -hmm. More than one. Yes. <laughs> um, so we've gone with a J-horror film. Yes. Called um, Infection. Infection. Or Kansen, I think it's called. Yes. In Japanese. Yep. See, my Japanese, I'm fluent now. Yeah, that's it. I can't well <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so most of us probably know some something about Japanese horror films because yeah. they've inspired a lot of remakes in America, particularly, most notably, I guess, The Ring. And The Grudge. And The Grudge. Um, both of those films I found very scary. So I was kind of, um, I haven't seen the original, I haven't seen any Japanese horror except for stuff at MIFF at the International Film Festival, yeah. which has been a bit more like left of field, obviously it hasn't had any American remakes, but I haven't seen the original Grudge or The Ring. No, me either. Yeah. In fact, actually thinking through it, I don't think I've seen all of The Ring at all. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go buy it I've... on DVD, so we have to do it. Don't worry, I've, already, I've got it on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> It's part of a horror box set. Um, and maybe I'll save that story for when we do do The Ring, but I've got a couple of stories around The Ring. Oh, that's good. I'm excited to watch it again. Yeah. I was very scared of it when I first watched it. Yes. And I came lately to horror movies. I feel like I watched I watched Scream 2 at a friend's house and was like shit scared for mm. weeks afterwards. Um, and then at some stage, I kind of just grew to love that feeling. And now I'm a, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that love spread like an infection to infection. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to find it out. Yeah, I will, I will definitely. I can't wait to tell you my thoughts. First of all, though, I'll just remind you of what the film's about because yeah. it's been a little while since I watched it because I watched it two weeks ago before we went away. Mm. And when did you watch it? I watched it last week. Last week. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't seen it, which I'm guessing is everybody, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not, um... It is a film set in a hospital. We kind of realise that the hospital is all run down. There's um, hardly any staff left. There's a crowded waiting room. Um, it's very clear that, you know, payment, it becomes clear that payments haven't been being made to the doctors and the nurses. Several, like seven nurses have quit in the last 
two weeks or something, you know, the place is kind of falling into disrepair. It seems like it's been abandoned by mm. the powers that be. It's been abandoned by the owners or the corporate world or whatever. Yeah. Um, and now there's just these doctors and a few nurses left and all of these patients. So, you know, there's kind of about there's half an hour of kind of learning about what's happening with the, the building and the hospital as a whole. And then all throughout there, there's like these, the sirens coming through. We keep on cutting back to sirens, um, talking about this patient and they're looking for, please respond, please respond. We're looking for any hospital. Who will take a new, yeah. take a patient. And the, at this hospital, they are ignoring it. They're trying to turn down the speakers so they can't hear. But Because they can't take any new patients. They can't take any new patients. But, um, the paramedics arrive anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they bring this patient in, and um, Doctor Akai Akiba Akiba. That's right. Doctor Akiba um, says, "No, we can't take him. We can't take him." And then finally, he says, oh, "All right, we'll take him." But just as he's about to take him, one of the nurses runs in and says, "We've got a problem in room three. Yeah, um, where they've got this really thank you. <laughs> they've got this really." Um, Severe burns victim. Yeah, it's completely covered in bandages. Yes. It looks like a, a mummy. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, so Dr. Akiba says, no, we can't take him. Take him away. And then we run off to see what's happening in room three. Um, so then this is about half an hour, 25 minutes into the film. And this is when the kind of main event happens, I guess. Yeah. That um, triggers this whole process. And so what happens is... They are trying to save this patient, this Burns victim, and he's you know, going into arrest and um, everything's going downhill. So the doctors are yelling to get this and get that and they yell to get this sodium something. Some chemical. It's either sodium chlorate or sodium chloride. And the nurse gets the wrong one, injects him with the wrong one. He dies. He dies. He dies. And then they're like, oh, my God. We've killed him. I'm sure you said sodium chloride. No, I heard you say sodium chloride or whatever. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. He's dead. They killed him. Yep. And the unfortunate thing is they think that such a big mistake could be the end of all their careers yes. and the end of the hospital. The end of the hospital. So they decide to try and cover, cover it up. up. Yeah. So they decide to cover it up, which is... Just... Never a good idea. No, oh, I was going to say genius. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do with all my mistakes yeah, at school. That's it, yeah. <laughs> work. Um, so they cover it up by putting him in a spare room and turning the heating up. Yes, because they're like, he's gonna, his body will naturally get rid of the drug, but it will take at least 48 hours. We don't have 48 hours. He has to be gone in 24 hours. How are we going to cope with it? We'll put all these heaters around his body and heat him up to help the process happen. Yeah. So now there's just a dead Burns victim rotting away in a heat filled box yeah great meanwhile they figure out that that patient that the ambulance had had actually been left there he was just sitting in the corridor that's right so they uh decide to look after him he's been taken away by another doctor yes who's discovered dr akai dr akai who's discovered he's got this new condition that they've never seen before yes where all your eternal internal organs just start melting away in a green goo into a green goo uh, while you're still sort of alive. So they have just, they don't want to, they're like, this guy's infected. We need to get him out of here. We don't want to treat him. We don't want to figure out what's going on. But they are um, bribed to. Or blackmailed. Blackmailed. Yeah. yeah, not bribed. That's the opposite. Um, <laughs> they're blackmailed into helping by Dr. Akai, who was taking a, in quotations, nap. 
next door to room three when they decided to cover up their mistake. So he hints to them in a very creepy, he's very creepy, this, this doctor, he hints to them that um, they, that he knows that they covered up their mistake and that if they don't help him out, he will tell the authorities. Yeah. And so, they'll all be banned from medicine, the hospital will be shut down. It's all terrible. Yep. Um, so they try and investigate and everything. And obviously, as um, hinted by the name infection, the disease or the virus is... Spreadable. Spreadable. <laughs> it's infectious. Just like peanut butter. <laughs> um, it is infectious. And it jumps from him to, first of all, the head nurse. She mm-hmm. gets it. Um, then to a couple other people until eventually there's... I don't even know how many are left. Like, there's really only that one doctor left, isn't it, in the end? Dr. Akiba. Akiba. Yeah. So it basically spreads to everyone. At the same time, you've got sort of weird... Lots of different things that aren't really explained are happening. Yeah. Like relationships between... Like there's this really nasty nurse who's being quite a mean bullying to one of the other... This new nurse who's a um, like just graduated and she can't do a needle, so... Just weird things happening around the yeah, place. Yeah, there's this also this other patient who keeps seeing her family in mirrors because yeah. she's getting old and she keeps popping up, like, you know, in horror movies. It's just a little... So I think like it's just a little... Uh, there's a couple of those little things that I've kind of put on this list to talk about as in things that were never really explained. Um, but I think they were just part of it was just to try and create that atmosphere of, mm-hmm. like, anything could happen at any time, like, creepy, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But basically, Dr. Akibar's the only guy left. That's right. When another doctor arrives for a morning shift. Yes. She's a psychologist. A psychologist. Yep. And suddenly we find <gasps> the green goose disappeared. It's not green after all. It's, it's just red blood. Red blood. And maybe he's just murdered everyone because yep. he went crazy from the guilt. Yeah. And it was all in his mind, all yep. of this other stuff. Or was it? But then, now final twist. So that was the first twist. We twist, yeah. twist upon twist. Um, but just as she's leaving, we find out that actually the patient was never left at the hospital because yeah. she's watching a news report and the paramedic says, I'm so glad I didn't leave my patient with them at the yeah. hospital. So we find out that the patient was actually never left at the hospital at all. And then she, as she's leaving again, she starts seeing green. everything that was red going green. Yeah. So has the infection then spread to her? And this creepy hand crawls out of a locker and oh, yeah. falls on the ground <laughs> in a massive green goop. Yeah. And sort of the end. The end. What a... Yeah. That's it, essentially. That's it. Yeah. So quite a few things that weren't really explained. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get into But I guess it's the same with any sort of horror movie. When you break it down to a plot and take away all atmosphere <laughs> and visuals, there's not a lot really that's going true. on, is that's there? That's true. Um, so, yeah, that's Infection. I'll tell you, though, how it came into my life Please before do, I get your review. I am uh, intrigued. Uh, so normally we give a story on this show about how this film came into our lives, why we why we watched it the first time, blah, 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 blah. Why it's important to us. Yes. I had never actually seen this film until we <laughs> decided to watch it for this podcast because this was a film that I bought as part of a J-horror box set. Yeah. Uh, what happened is I was in a film studies lecture and we had a guest lecture by someone who was an expert on Asian horror cinema. Yeah. Uh, it was really amazing. I was inspired, inspired by it. Yep. I went straight out. I bought... This box set of J horror DVDs, and never got around to watching any of them. 
I love that. It's yes. such a, that's such a thing that I would do as well. You, in the moment, you're like, yes, I've got to look up this further. I've got to research this further. It sounds so interesting. That was just it. Because uh, by that stage, uh, I was really into horror, um, which wasn't always the case. I was mm. uh, quite a scaredy pants <laughs> growing up. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Uh, so I just thought the way that he, he spoke about uh, Japanese horror uh, or Asian horror overall but Japanese horror specifically about sort of doing so many new things and really taking the genre to new places yeah um I was amazed by it it's like I need to get onto this and yeah. just didn't so yeah. Infections sat there for a long time and I never watched it so it doesn't really hold a special <laughs> place in me except for um reminding me of that lecture that lecture well, that's kind of special yeah yeah um but it is part like you said it's part of a box set and the box set was actually um they were all of these directors who were directors of other horror films, Japanese horror films, were asked to put together this box set. Yeah. Peggy's just uh, being a bit grisly. Yes, the J-Horror Theatre Series. Yes. So that came out of the fact that um, Ring and The Grudge were incredibly popular overseas, not only uh, sort of, I guess, Western markets, but especially in Korea, oh. which wasn't a thing for Japanese sort of film beforehand. Um, because they were so popular, these producers got together and said, we're going to do a series of films that yep. we're going to sort of uh, package together and release. Yeah. Uh, and this was one of them. Yeah. Um, it was one of the more successful ones. It was the second highest grossing film in Japan. Wow. The year of its release, only after iRobot, oh. um, a film that we'll cover later oh. on this podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Uh, but yeah, um, incredibly popular. This J-horror series, it was released in uh, cinemas around the globe, uh, but also sort of packaged together in this, this uh, DVD set, which yeah. is what I came across yeah. as either J-Horror Theatre or just J-Horror. Yeah. Um, and you haven't seen any of them in this series? Have not. No. <laughs> so this is the first one I've seen. They're not uh, related as no. such. It's not like they're, they're sequels to each other. They were just um, the same producers basically said to these Directors or even writers of horror make us a film. Yeah. And this was one of them. And I think it was originally based off an um, earlier screenplay of the director. Oh, cool. For maybe a TV special, I think, from memory. Oh, cool. Um, which, by the sounds of it, was the same sort of loose plot that there was an infection in a hospital. There yeah. wasn't sort of any of those other sort of things yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I guess what I'll do is I'll give the... Normally I'd give the review through my rose-tinted glasses, but as I... <laughs> never saw the film before. Just I, I would just give my review. straight review. What do you think? I really agree with the director. I watched a couple of the special features, which we'll get to later, but he um, sort of really kept on harping on about that people kept on telling him that this was creepy rather than scary, oh. as opposed to some of the other sort of J-horror movies, which are genuinely frightening. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this is... I agree completely with that. I think this was very creepy. I wasn't, like... There isn't a lot of jump out scares. The um, DVD cover and the trailer feature this little boy in a mask. Uh, on my list of one of yeah. the things that was never explained. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that guy's um, going to be popping out later and there's going to be a lot of jump scares and stuff. And there never really was. It was no. just sort of this sort of creepy, foreboding atmosphere that sort of just seeped through. And I found it interesting. Yeah. Would I ever watch it again? No. 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 Um, which might be a hint to how this episode ends. <laughs> but I'm glad I did watch it. And, yeah, visually I found it um, a lot of fun. Yeah. So, I don't know. don't normally give, like, a formal rating, but let's do it right <laughs> Why now. Why not? Two and a half out of five. Very good. 
Um, <laughs> I yes, thank you. My formal name. Yep. Um, I found the I found it very over the top. The acting very melodramatic. So it made me laugh more than it made me mm. frightened. Um, and I don't know if that was a product of the the genre. If, did you find that? Did you think that they were overacting? Or not overacting. I don't know. It was very melodramatic. Everything yeah. was like, oh, no, no, no. oh no. That's, ah. Yeah, every little thing. Which I, I think kind of took a little bit of the sting away from the bit where they killed the motorcycle, the um, the Burns victim. victim. Yeah. Um, because it, yeah. Well, every, it, everything was already so heightened. That's it. Everything that so far is like, oh, this is just go. another thing. Exactly. And then yeah. suddenly that really kicked into gear as being the main plot. And I was like, which oh. was Yeah, which was <laughs> interesting because on I think on the blurb and um on any kind of synopsis that you read that is like the starting point of the film which i guess it is but there's all this other stuff is already like the shit is already hitting the fan that creepy old lady was already there there's that guy in the waiting room who just collapses at the, right at the start of the film which is never explained as well no like he just starts bleeding out the ears red blood not green yep and then he collapses and he's like on life support for yeah. the rest of the... There's a couple of other things that were just never explained. But Do, do you want to list them now? Oh, yeah, sure, another yes. couple that I sort of uh, wanted to bring up was one of the other doctors is having this very serious conversation that, you know, he owes someone money yeah. on the phone too. And I thought that was going to be... Oh, I think I think that was used to... Oh, sort of say why they can't go yeah. under. Okay, fair enough. Well, that Doesn't was that? kind of showing that, like, he was... I think he was talking to his wife, his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And it was... Because <laughs> he's saying that I, I think of her more than you know, or something like thinking about their daughter and I can't pay child support because I haven't been paid yet. Things here are really... And then he then he confronts the other doctor to be like, why aren't we getting paid? Okay, so that one's got a little bit more sense. I think that one made a bit more sense yeah. to me. But then the side plot about the surgeon yes. who catches the younger doctor um, stitching someone yes. up and says, you can't, you can't do, that. do that, you're not a surgeon. Yes. Completely yeah. d- don't know where that came from. So that was on yeah. one of my things. There was the student doctor versus the su- the student surgeon versus the older mm. surgeon. Yeah, so this student doctor wants to suture, like wants to suture someone's wound up and he's like, the other doctor's like, no, you can't do that. You're a failed pediatrician who can't even da 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 You need to practice. And then so he's been practicing this whole so, time. All this other stuff has been going on. Yeah, the students, this... Um, the failed pediatrician student guy is sitting just in this locked off room um, practicing. practicing on like some um, fake skin, yeah. like skin like material. And it sort of keeps cutting back to him and he's sort of like, oh, I'll get better at this. And at the end of the film, you see him and he's like, yeah, I did get a bit better. But then he, he realizes that he's been doing it on the other doctor. Oh, yeah. I yeah. forgot about that yeah. twist at the end. Yeah. So then he realizes like something has, something creepy has been happening to him as well and he's actually been practicing on the surgeon who was like bullying him or the surgeon who was telling him that he couldn't do it. Yeah. But not time. related at all. Not to related at all. Like completely separate. Plot. Unless he's been infected and gone crazy. Who knows? Yeah. The other thing was the kid with the mask. So this creepy, which is on, I think it's, <laughs> it's on, on the on back. The, it's on the back yeah. of the DVD cover. You know, maybe he, maybe he is like the cause. Like he's like a Damien from the Omen type mm. of kid a devil child or you see him and he's playing with his marks at the start and you're like hello he's going to get infected and yeah. he's going to pop up everywhere yeah. and i'm going to yeah, yeah. Jump, jump off the couch every yeah. time yeah. you see that mask but nothing really happens with him except he kind of watches things happen and he runs past right at the end and nothing really happens with him yeah nothing 
Um, the Burns victim is, I mean, I guess he's a plot point, but the fact that he was all wrapped in, I guess that was just adding atmospheric. Oh, was the twist at the end, though, that the Burns victim was Dr. Pakai? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, oh my God. I think. Too many twists. Yes, I don't there know. was another twist. Was... There was another twist. Yeah, so he wasn't actually a doctor. It was just in the mind of Dr. Akiba, I think. So we're obviously very confused <laughs> about this film. Yes. In fact, I rewatched parts of it last night um, just to try to remind myself because it's it's quite it was there was a lot going on. Um, the swings there was like some a swing set out the front of the hospital yeah. that just was swinging in the wind. Yeah, and then someone died, and the other one and the other swinging. one started swinging. Mm-hmm. Um, that was never really explained at all. Like I mean, it doesn't have to be explained, but does that mean it was paranormal then? Like yes, which I'll, I'll get into right now. So I, yes. I watched both the press conference with the director and the main cast, yep. and the director's interviews around the um, film. Okay, and he explicitly says in a um, very straightforward manner, "This is not a ghost film." Okay, so it's not a paranormal. No, and the only reason I sort of had of tying everything together was ghosts. <laughs> And And you're wrong. Both times he was like very much like, this is not a ghost film. People shouldn't say it's a ghost film. Okay. Which completely confused me because you had the old lady who was seeing her old family everywhere and I thought they might be haunting the hospital. There's that woman that turns up to see the the, um, Burns victim. Yes. After they've said nobody has has come to see him. Yeah, in years. In years. Uh, Or in in months or whatever whatever the time period is. So she turns up at some stage. She walks into the hospital and is told by one of the nurses, oh, you can't see him right now because he's dead. They don't yeah. want to tell her. Yeah. And then you see her in the mirror and she doesn't actually have a reflection. It's just uh, her clothes floating. Yeah. Which to me was very ghost-like. <laughs> yeah. But I think, so my take on that, and maybe yeah. you can tell me what if he actually tells you this, it's all psychological, isn't it? Because he said, because right at the start, remember, the lady who sees the ghost's in the mirror, she gets brought into the psychologist's office and the psychologist goes on this massive thing about how can we tell that the colour red is red? Always look at an apple and an apple is going to be red, except unless it's a, unless it's a green Smith. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, she does it. She talks, has, has this whole like scene about talking about the mind playing tricks on you and the mind kind of making something to be what it's not, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And right at the end, that links back when she starts seeing, she sees the apple, the red apple that she was talking about, and it's turned green right at the end. So I think he, maybe he was going for a psychological... Which I guess is how this film, I think, really succeeds. I think its greatest success is when you sort of give over to any sort of feelings of plot and just feel like, to me, it was like going in a haunted house. Yep. It was a haunted house ride. Yeah, yeah. Things yeah. were all a bit off kilter. Yeah. Everything, what you thought was up was down. What you yeah, thought was yeah. left was right. Yeah. It's all a bit kooky crazy. Yeah. And then you end up sort of just at the end, the sun's shining <laughs> and you're fine. You know? And I think that's the best way to treat this film. Does he tell, does he, so when he says it's explicitly, it's not a ghost film, does he say what it is? No. I guess right. he alludes to the fact that it's more, yeah, a psychological thriller right. is really what it should be. Okay. And I think it's, yeah. In discussing this, you're right, I feel now more comfortable sort of thinking that, yeah, maybe that's what it was going for. Yeah. It was just, how kooky's the mind? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then why did the swings happen yeah. at the end? Who's watching that? That was very, like, omniscient, mm. you know, that, was, that wasn't from anyone's perspective. His major, I guess, thesis that he kept on bringing up was he wanted to make a statement about the healthcare system. Right. I think particularly in Japan, but 
uh, also I guess worldwide to an extent that hospitals and police stations used to be a place where people would feel the most safe, but yeah. they're increasingly becoming oh. a place where you're not safe at all. Oh. So I guess through that sort of um, idea, <laughs> that's you know what it was highlighting was yeah. that hospitals aren't well, give you, give you a creepy the, feeling. The, the hospital what did not feel safe to me. So no, not that one was that. Very, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, very very interesting. And, and they do talk about it sort of as a product of an expanding international market too. The producer speaks right at the beginning and says, you know, Japanese horror was bubbling along. Then Ringu happened. Um, the Japanese ring. Yeah. Ringu. And that was, he talks especially about its success in Korea, but uh, also in the States. Yeah. And he was like, and now, now we're ready to play ball yeah. in an international market. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how much of this film, and I guess the other ones in this area, are sort of impacted by that, by the producers being like, let's make sure this has got that same sort of Japanese horror feel, but yeah. also broader. Broadens it up. I did like, yeah, I think we talk a bit about like um, films, some films or some directors not trusting that the audience can get it or like not, you know, hitting the audience over the head with the themes and the ideas. I feel like this director maybe thought we would get it too much. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be it. It was quite, it was quite complex. I mean, I mean, it just wasn't clear, which is fine. It was fine. I just wouldn't watch it again. No, and I guess, yeah, everything doesn't have to be tied up. <laughs> Perfectly in no, never, no. But there, I think there were so many loose ends that, and so many sort of extra plot lines. Yeah, that it just seemed it was busy. There was a lot going on. It was hard to sometimes remember who was who. Mm. Um, it really reminded me. I sent you a link to. Um, did you watch that? I did not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, it reminded me of a television series called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which is. Um, Written by Richard Aoti and another guy who I've forgotten the name of. So the um, guy from IT crowd. The guy from yeah. IT crowd. Moss, Moss from IT crowd. And this other guy who plays Garth Marenghi in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. But it's very, it's like, it's a, just a very funny kind of ridiculous satirical TV series. And it's very melodramatic, incredibly melodramatic. So everything that happens is like... <gasps> Yeah. Oh no! And it, it's just—I really recommend anyone to go and watch it because for me it was exactly the same because it's set in the hospital as well. So yeah, it was just yeah. so. When I was watching this, I was, it just reminded me so much of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which is not what you want. You don't want a horror film to remind you of a comedy. No, <laughs> but oh, it did. Do you? Like, I don't think there's any. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but it was very, very funny. But you should watch it. I, I will now. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the special features we haven't talked about. Um, from what I watched, uh, where there's some more trailers for other Japanese horror films. Um, the ones in the box set? Yes. Mm. I think, and also maybe some others as well. Oh, cool. Just it, Look, it's a Mad Men release. Yeah. So it was very much all of those trailers on there. And so I watched this movie very early in the morning before <laughs> the sun was up. Whoa. Um, yeah, Why? Because I needed to fit it in because I hadn't stopped <laughs> God. But I was more spooked by those trailers than I was this actual film. Oh, like, this cool. film, very much a sense of, you know, foreboding and, yeah, um, yeah haunted house kind of yeah. feel. But by the end of it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's done. Yeah. Uh, but these trailers, I had to, like, I started watching them and I skipped through a few minutes. Too scary. <laughs> yeah. And I actually watched the trailer for this too. And? That's included on there. And the trailer, a lot spookier. Really? Yeah. Once again, the kid with the mask is yeah. in there a bit more. Yeah. There's, you know... 
Sometimes trailers yeah. are so much better than the yeah. films. Um, that's, yeah, just cut in a very spooky way. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the trailers are on there. There's uh, cast and crew interviews that I watched in the press conference from, uh, it was, I think, the press conference for the whole J-horror series, except yeah. it was just the bits from um, Infection that were cut into it. There was also a making of Infection feature that I didn't get to watch, Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure that would have been interesting to yeah. see. I just saw some behind-the-scenes footage, which was really good. Yeah. They just sort of overlaid with the cast and crew. Talking um, about it. Talking about it. What yeah. did the cast and crew think of it? Uh, they, again, they really sort of focused on this idea of uh, creepy versus scary. Yeah. Um, and just saying, well, really how much fun it was to shoot, I think, as well. They really talked about the... Yeah, it was a, it the, would have been fun yeah. to shoot. It um, would have been so much fun to shoot because it was so over the top and so like... Oh, the things we haven't talked about is you know, people exploding in, in oh, yeah. people's faces. So every yeah. now and then someone would explode in this green goo. Yeah. Which was just like, made me laugh out loud. And it was a real sort of slime. It like, was very slime. It reminded me of Nickelodeon yes, slime. totally, totally. Um, in a fun way. Yeah. Even the, the gory bits, like um, there's this nurse that, part of the infection, I guess she gets obsessed with practising uh, taking blood. So she's, you know... Stabbing well, she, herself with all these needles. Yeah, and she's been bullied by the mean nurse yeah. to kind of say, um, you shouldn't even, why are you here? You shouldn't be a nurse. You're not good enough. Yeah. It's an innate skill and you don't have it. She's like practicing this. That was actually one of my favorite bits, her retribution. She's like sitting in a chair, smoking a cigarette, laughing to herself. And then she turns around, she's got all these needles in her veins and she's kind of showing the mean nurse that she's been practicing. And she's like... I can take blood now. Exactly. I'll take yours. Exactly. Basically. And then as yeah. she go, as she like walks up to attack this other nurse, she just completely explodes in green goo. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, just yeah. So funny. But yeah, fun to watch. The sort of it reminded me a little bit of um, Reanimator. I guess sort of the same aesthetic oh, with the green. Good. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into that oh, okay. at some point. <laughs> yep. Oh but, yeah. yeah. I don't look. Fun. I probably, if you haven't seen it, don't go out and buy it. No, but if it pops up on um, any streaming service, well, it's on YouTube. The whole thing. The whole thing is on YouTube for free. So wow. if you want to go and watch it, just type in "infection." I think I put in "infection" English subtitles, and it came up. Japanese horror film. All there. All one hour and thirty-eight minutes and twenty-one seconds of it. Yeah. Is it available anywhere else? No. <laughs> Uh, you can definitely purchase it, I remember, from... On Google Play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's definitely available for purchase. Yeah. Uh, basically, though, I, while I was sort of looking over everything for it, I uh, came across the review from Sight and Sound, um, and I'll just quote it, and I think it just sums it up perfectly. It goes, After a fairly engrossing trawl through horror conventions, the film takes a reckless plunge into <laughs> ambiguity and fails to provide a satisfying closure. Yeah, this is so true. A reckless plunge. That's, I love that. It is. it is a reckless plunge. But it, it ticks off like everything about a, a horror yes. a hospital film, and yes. then it's like, but, but what? What is it in this? <laughs> what a funny film. Yeah. Peggy, That's Peggy has provided really? the final word. On infection, and I guess all we've got left to do then is talk about what I'm going to do with it. What are you going to do with it? Believe it or not, look, this is one I'm not going to keep. <laughs> um, we've got several other J-horror movies to come across as part of that box set. I guess box set isn't something that we've done No, um, but I have, I have something to say on the box set. Oh, yeah. Is one enough? No. 
Really? Yes. We have to watch every single one. One is enough for now. Yeah. So, but that does that mean you're going to hold on to that until we've watched all the other J horrors? Because you can't throw it. You can't give that to the op shop just by itself. You need to give it with the box set. I think I can. It would be better with the box set. That's just it. I've thought about this because I've got lots of box sets, and some of them are very much all sort of intrinsically packaged in the box set. This one is just a bit of flimsy cardboard wrapped around what would be the normal release of the DVD. So I've thought I'd give away these ones and then just recycle the cardboard. Oh, at the yeah. end, unless you feel too strongly about it, Beck. <laughs> I then... just thought it would be more special for someone because you only got this. You wouldn't have bought this when it was by itself, would you? Yep. No. You only bought it because it was part of that J-horror box set. It's true. Yeah. That's... So, I agree with you, but yeah. we will watch them all. Will we? Yes. Eventually. <laughs> oh, Not. It doesn't mean don't uh, unsubscribe because you think this is suddenly just going to become <laughs> a weird J-horror <laughs> Um, movie That's podcast. Not... No, we'll, we'll uh, scatter them in <laughs> yeah. along the path. All right. Yeah. All right. And get to them all eventually. Uh, okay. I see how it is. I'm a completist, Beck. <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah, no, this one will. Well, I guess we'll go back into the box set for now. Back into but the box eventually, set. Eventually. We've got one vote on the J Horror box set for donate. I don't need to. Get rid of it, but we'll see at the end of the box set. We'll tally oh, it up and see. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. They might, the rest of it might be so bad that yeah, that, you that have this one to... gets saved, goes to the op shop, yeah. and the rest gets flung into oblivion. Yeah. How do we do that? And what I'll do is I'll <laughs> in, uh, infect it, and all its <laughs> organs will melt away in green goo. <laughs> and just a little green hand will come out the side of the box. Yep. <laughs> Fall off. Very good. Well done. Yes. So we had a bit of a theme this week with uh, your. Uh, trip to Japan. We did a Japanese film. Yep. We're heading into, I guess, a little bit of a period where we're going to try and um, really theme around what is one of the highlights of our year here in Riff. Melbourne. Yep. The Mel- Melbourne International Film Festival. That's it. So we're going to try and tailor our film collection over the next few weeks um, to films that have either been at MIF or, I guess, uh, Australian. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so we might even take a DV detour <laughs> <laughs> um, and look at something that we have seen at MIF. Yeah, chat through what our highlights were. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't wait. So check your feeds for that one. Saw some great horror films at MIF last year. Yeah, we oh, saw that so one together, good. that um, Mia Wyszkowski. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was trippy. One that I did see at MIF, yes. and I loved at MIF. My really? very first MIF. Wow. Loved it so much that I bought it, and we're going to look at it next week. It's called? Black Snake Moan. <gasps> a film I've never watched it, and I kept meaning to, so I'm actually glad. Intrigued? To, yeah. It's... I might not watch it um, really early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, give it some time. Yeah. Um, it's got Justin Timberlake. It's Samuel got Jackson. Christina Ricci. Yep. Ricci. Ricci. Ricci, I thought. But... Yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, we'll look at that one next week. Um, but until then, thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you very much. And thank you to everyone who has rated us and reviewed us on the iTunes store. That really helps. We would love it if more of you could hop onto iTunes and give us a review. Yeah. Like a good one, hopefully would be (laughs) what we want, but you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat there. Be honest to yourself. That's it. So then we can, you know, we can take constructive criticism. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Uh, Also, make sure you're following us on our socials. We're at DVD Clutter on Twitter, which is D-V-D-E-C-L-U-T-T-E-R. And same, you can find us on DVD Declutter. DVD Declutter? 
DVD clutter. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram as well, um, where you can have a look. I'll put up some photos from each episode. Um, not photos of us recording. No. You don't need those. It'd be very boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> photos about things we talked about. Um, and you can comment and follow along. Yeah. Also, feel free to email us at oh, yeah. dvdclutter at gmail.com. Why not? Um, always happy to hear from you. Yeah. So, Black Snake Mode, that's our next one. Yep. If you want to watch, uh, along. watch along or try and guess what I'm going to do with it, mm-hmm. take a stab and see how you go. Thanks for listening and we will see you next week. Bye.